what's the episode one what? what's with the camouflage hat is it even hunting after the episode yeah it's hunting season around yeah. here you know we're in texas i figure i'd pull out my little camo hat what's a little the... bit of orange so people know that it's me okay. <laughs> what's the character in the looney tunes that's with the, like the blunderbuss rifle what's that character Oh yeah, oh, I forget. I forget. But he has the the curly yeah. cue mustache and the big old hat. It's been a while since I've watched that one. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't look like that guy, do I? <laughs> no. <laughs> you could with a bit of a makeover. Yeah. I guess. Hey, I guess. I think we're back. I think we're online, JJ. I think we're ready. One fifty-five, episode one fifty-five. More tech tips. We're going to continue that today. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, just I want to circle back and say thank you to Amanda Wildman for joining us last week uh, from True Tech Media there in Michigan. So thank you very much. Man, it was a great episode. Every time we have a special guest on, our, our information database just expands just that much more. It's always fun to have somebody on. Yeah, I enjoyed sharing the tech tips. It- it kind of brought us back to our roots a little bit because that was one of the intentions of the Digital Ramble was to share our knowledge and whether it's basic or advanced, somebody will glean a little bit of information from that tip that we share. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of which, we definitely did get some feedback on some of our tech tips and thank yous. And, you know, from that gamble, we're going to continue with these tech tips this week. And uh, some of the things that we have lined up, I mean, we were texting back and forth uh, this week and you came up with let's let's focus on audio, television, video and Wi-Fi. And there's a lot of information of tech tips that line right up with that. Yeah, so again, same format. We're going to share three tips each, one audio each, one TV tip each, one Wi-Fi tip each. We've also got a special guest again joining us this week. So it's kind of like some festive unboxing. We got reveal the guest. And this guest is, is someone that I know. So I brought somebody from my side of the pond and they're also a long time listener probably since day one they've listened to the show so i'm excited to bring them on shall we get into episode 155 jj yeah let's go ahead and do it okay. michael if you would please do the honors and press the button Digital Ramblers, I wanted to say thank you for joining us every week. For those that are new to the show, please check us out at digitalrambleshow.com. You can also hit us up on email at digital at the digitalrambleshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on 11 different streaming podcast services. Start with Spotify. Start with Apple. Start somewhere. You'll find some type of topic that uh, you know is, is itching that needs to be scratched in some of our content so thank you for for all your support over the years and if you need more information just check us out on our website do you know where i found our podcast this week jj i found us on amazon prime podcasts which i thought was quite cool i was able to find it in the amazon music app so we're we're here same day shipping you can listen (laughs) on amazon to the digital ramble (laughs) so i'm gonna jump straight into the first the first tech tip I'm going to start with TVs. 
So I've got two, I kind of got two. The first one is a very basic one. And I always say it to people when they ask, how do I get the best out of my TV display? I say the cheapest thing you can do, the simplest thing you can do is clean your screen. The amount of dirt and grime that gathers on a screen, especially if you've got children, especially if oh you've got a, an open fireplace, a wood-burning stove, the amount of dust and dirt that clings to that screen, and because it's running hot all the time, dust gathers around it. So not just on the screen, but behind the screen where there's speakers and fans and connections. Just give your screen a spring clean. Absolutely. And so what do you do, Gamble? Do you just get your water hose and just hose it down? Or what are we working yeah, with here? Yeah, take, take it to the car wash. No. So <laughs> I would just, for me, there's obviously screen cleaning wipes, which are advertised for monitors, phones, things like that. They can work. But for me, I still like uh, a, a non-fluffy cloth. So like a lint-free cloth, a little bit of water, maybe warm water, but not, not a wet cloth, rinse it really well. And then just nice circular motion or nice smooth lines, work from the top, work your way down and get that screen, get the grime off of the screen. You'll notice it straight away. So that's the cheapest way to get, get something, an improvement out of your TV. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great tip. And that's something that Honestly, a lot of housekeepers are assigned to here in, in our area. And, you know, I see him wanting to go there with like a paper towel. No, yeah. no paper towels. Use like the microfiber cloth They're that good. you use yeah. for eyeglasses. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's an easy one. Don't use Windex. You know, I, I usually use moisture for my breath to be quite honest with you <laughs> like that. And moisture usually is, is a very, yeah, no damage is going to be done on something like that. That's a great, that's a great tech tip, man. Um, I, I'm kind of, well, no, no, I'm nowhere even close to that as far as a tech tip gamble. My tech tip, my tech tip is for video is it's clients. They have these new TVs, you know, 4K televisions. They're always wondering, you know, I, I, I want to watch 4K content, but they don't understand, you know, they just think because they got a 4K TV, they're automatically going to be watching 4K content. And that's not necessarily the case. And there's two ways that you can stream. Uh, well, there's multiple ways that you can stream 4K content in a really affordable way. And you probably already have access to it via Netflix. If you have Netflix or if you have YouTube, you can go on there and check out the 4K content there as well. But you just need to make sure that you say 4K and then whatever kind of content that you're looking for, 4K sports or 4K movie or 4K, you know, whatever, just uh, make note that it's 4K. And how do you know that you're actually watching 4K content? Usually on your screen, you'll, you'll see some type of a resolution up in the top right corner. And the resolution that you're looking for, the type of numbers that you're looking for is like 3840 by 2160. And that's going to get you the appropriate 4K resolution. Other people are like, hey, man, I got a service provider and they provide 4K content as well. And that's super cool and all, but not every program is created equal. And so whenever you're searching your service providers, look for, again, 4K content. 
but usually, or not usually, but you also want to make sure that your service provider is providing you with a box that can truly output 4K content. There is a difference. So make sure you get your service provider to provide you with a cable box. Let's just use the word cable box that outputs 4K. All right. And then make sure you got a 4K cable to go to your 4K TV. So, all right. So y'all can kind of see what I'm lining out here everything in this chain of 4k needs to be 4k so signal wise from the cable box 4k hdmi cable to your surround sound receiver needs to be 4k surround sound receiver needs to be 4k hdmi from the receiver to the television needs to be 4k tv needs to be 4k are we 4k is everybody 4k i'm 4k <laughs> All right, that's my little tech tip. Keep it 4K across the board. That's a good one. <laughs> and then, that's... and then set your resolutions to 4K. Yeah, you, you know your TV should be intelligent enough to detect that. So you may see a change of resolution in the top corner when you change from a full HD input, like maybe you've got a an Xbox or a PlayStation Three or Four that's not 4K, and you'll see the change of resolution on the top corner. Uh, for me, another way to get 4K without any cables and, and HDMIs and set-top boxes, often if you pay a little bit more for the premium version of, of Netflix or the premium version of uh, Prime, there can be 4K content available then. So look in the category in, in Netflix, Ultra HD content, and you'll see the same film that you were going to watch in 1080p Full HD available in 4K you know, much, much better resolution, often sometimes much better audio as well. So yeah, yeah. look at look in your apps as well. It, it is night and day, the difference from 1080p high resolution to 4K. It's it's undeniably yeah. clear, no doubt. And I guess I guess that kind of leads me into my audio tip. In a similar way that JJ's explained the settings and the connectivity between devices for video. Equally, that's relevant for audio. And you can have a great soundbar, great TV, your source is connected. But if one of those sources isn't set to pass through the correct audio to the soundbar, to the receiver, via the HDMI cable or an optical audio cable, some of our set-top boxes, in the, and specifically in the UK, the biggest TV provider is Sky. Sky TV, their set-top box by default, their HDMI audio setting is set to normal. And for most people, they won't recognize any difference. You'll hear the person talking on the TV. You'll, you'll hear the movie soundtrack, all that things. But if you go into that settings and you've got a sound bar that's compatible, you've got an AV receiver that's compatible, go into the HDMI audio settings of your set-top box and change it to Dolby Digital Plus or Dolby Digital, depending on your equipment, immediately an immersive audio switch comes on and the room is filled. And you could have been listening to that normal setting for years. And it's one of those things that as a pro, I just go in and just check. It's like a, it's like a nervous twitch. I just go in, check it. What are you doing, Chris? I thought you were going to do something else. No, I, I just want to see if I could wow you with a setting changing that could 
change your gaming experience, change your movie watching experience, change your sport viewing experience. And often it's still in that default mode. So go into your set-top box, have a play around. You can always set the settings back to normal. You can't break it. If you can't hear anything, you've done something wrong. So check the settings. Another free tip. I'm not telling you to go and buy gold-plated cables or, you know, the, the greatest HDMI cable on the market. Clean the screen, check your settings. Those, again, two freebies. Man, you talk about a home tech pro tick. Like, uh, uh, is go over yeah. to your friend's house. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, you know that it's not right. And you're like searching for the remote kind of inconspicuously and going through the menu settings. Do you find yourself doing that sometimes, Gamble? Because yeah. it's obvious. It's obvious. And, and the return, the wow, like, do you mean I've been missing this all this time? And, and it's just, it's just knowing, it's just knowing and understanding what you can and can't do and not being afraid of, of testing something out. Like you were saying, you can't break it. I mean, it's, it, you're not going to break it. Um, so go in there and mess around with your, Oh, 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 oh we, what do we got? We got somebody. All right. All right. Here we go. Who do we got here? We, we got bring Stuart. In our, bring in our guest immediately and just. Give him no chance to get settled. Just bring him straight in. All right. All right. I'm going to ask Stuart. Stuart's our guest. We're going to do a little intro to Stuart. So Stuart is a UK-based smart home integrator based in the greatest country in the world, based in Scotland. Uh, known Stuart for probably close to 10 years through industry gatherings, industry events, training courses, shared brands that we have passions for. And recently, Stuart's been a massive inspiration for anybody in the industry and, and wider, anybody that follows him on social media. Stuart's just undertaken an amazing fundraising challenge. And I, I hope I want him to talk about that. And then I want him to give us his tech tips. So, Stuart, if you unmute, give us a little intro to yourself. Tell us about this amazing challenge and then fire away with your tech tip. Hey guys, how are we doing? So yeah, I, I I caught a little bit of that there, and uh, yeah, and it's yeah, I I don't take compliments very well, so I'm <laughs> shying away from the camera there. <laughs> yeah, so no, along with the guys over at Smart Homies, we just did the um, hundred a day uh, push up challenge, which was which was cool. So uh, just kind of getting over it now. It's been it's been about a week and a half, I think. So. Uh, yeah, so just starting to get over it now. So, but uh, yeah, it's absolutely smashed the the original goals. So I think originally between like I think we had kind of five or six of us had uh, we were looking to raise two and a half grand, and we were well over I think four and a half at the end up. So it was wow. uh, yeah, yeah, blew all expectations out of the water. So yeah, so that was super cool. And who was that fundraising for? Who was that? What charity? It was for. Uh, cancer research UK. So um, I've, I've kind of talked about it a little bit on LinkedIn and stuff. So I I lost my brother to cancer in October. Um, I didn't expect to do anything like this um, any any anytime soon. But it came around. My brother was a, a kind of qualified PT in absolute fitness now, and it just seemed just seemed right to jump in. So and do you know it was really good. That it kind of helped me. Kind of helped my kind of mental space out a little bit. Kind of gave me something a little bit to focus on. And yeah, it was. I'm a massive believer, and you kind of. Um, giving is the most selfish thing you can do because you always receive much more from it. So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. And 
yeah, I've, I've said it on social media before, but thank you to every single person that donated, all the sponsors, everybody that got involved. It it became this this huge thing that was, <laughs> it was only meant to be a little challenge between a few guys to raise some some money for a good cause. And yeah, I'm really really happy how it turned out. Can people still donate? They absolutely can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, what we'll do, we'll we'll definitely put something in the in the description so that people can follow a link and, and find out about it and, and hopefully donate as well. Awesome. I've changed the link in my bio on Instagram as well, so that'll okay. stay up there for a while. So um, we'll yeah, you can find me on there and just jump okay. straight on it. So tell us about Limitless Automation, a little bit about your background, and then we'll get your tech tip, because JJ might not know you your name, <laughs> but you might know your business from Instagram. Cool. Yeah, no, so Limitless Automation, so um, a very similar background to yourself, Chris, so um, a very similar location-wise, so <laughs> kind of kicking off as well. So, um, so I've been working in the home automation space for for over twenty years now, and kind of um, mainly as an installer, um, and kind of. But then I've kind of I've worked in kind of sales, worked for manufacturers and things in the past, and came all the way back to installing. So, um, I've done from the kind of uh, kind of small little media rooms up to I think I still think it's the largest um, um, automated home in Scotland. Um, Originally, there was a 40,000 square foot space, um, but now I've noticed when it was went up for sale 10 years later, they're calling it 30,000. I don't think 40,000 square foot sells particularly easily <laughs> nowadays with the, the cost of heating your home and that kind of thing. So, uh, um, yeah, so um, four years ago, I started Limitless Automation. Um, the, the name Limitless Automation is a bit vague because I was kind of unsure whether kind of it was going to stray to kind of the commercial or residential side. The passion's always been residential, so I'm quite happy that kind of we've landed on there with a real kind of a real passion for home cinema and um, lighting control um, and kind of quality multi-room audio. Um, Maybe a trend that you guys have noticed. There's a real kind of push for quality in multi-room audio again, which is awesome. So. Um, I don't think there's ever been more flexibility with the kind of advent of kind of high-res audio. I mean, all of the big players, they, they offer a service um, of some sort of high-res audio and uh, and all the, particularly the kind of the brands that I know you guys love, like Sonos, they all have a, a high-res audio solution and uh, it's never been easier to get quality and functionality nowadays. Um, yeah. yeah, so on the back of it, that's what Limitless Automation do. I like to kind of say, we just we just make amazing spaces and and uh, that's that's what I like to do. <laughs> so you touched on audio there, and I think that's part of your heritage. Is that what you've chosen for your tech tip? Because I gave you three categories you could choose from: TV, audio, or Wi-Fi. So fire away with your tech tip. Uh, well, it was it was a bit of a catch up, a catch all. I kind of chose before that, but I thought it might get disqualified because it wasn't really in the three. <laughs> but the, um, just in doing what we do, I know you've been you've been in the automation space as long as I have, and particularly I always kind of look kind of back like 10 years ago we would do things and kind of it was the norm oh this might work and if it works it'll be awesome and it's just it's not what people are hiring us to do they want to simplify their lives so my tech tip is um automation for the sake of automating it it's just it's i think you should ask yourself before you get involved in any automation project what are your goals what do you want out of it and let's let's just stop ticking boxes and automating for automating automation's sake it's a uh, You'd never buy a coffee machine because it makes scrambled eggs as well as making you coffee. So if, <laughs> if, if the primary function is going to be affected by all these additional features, let's just start asking us, do we really need that? Um, if every single thing that you go down and you buy in your, kind of your big box store is a smart device, do we need that device to be smart? Is it going to complicate our lives rather than making it simpler? So that's for me. Let's, let's stop automating for automation's sake. You know, so 
Um, and if that's not acceptable. That's a top tech tip. What do you think, <laughs> JJ? Like, Keep it simple. That's executive, that's executive level tech tip right there. I mean, <laughs> understand what you want to to truly accomplish in your house. And just because it can be done does not necessarily mean that it makes financial means to, to make it happen. Stuart, I think that's that's absolute. Our industry has gotten a little carried away with look at what kind of magic we can we can create a, out of this box. But, you know, to what extent does that magic cost? And so I like expanding those resources into into different areas for sure. Do you know what I think has helped our industry kind of rein things back a little bit is some installers in our industry changed direction in the last few years and chose a simpler route. And first of all, they looked like crazy dancers. But then <laughs> the people doing the complicated stuff thought, I'd love some of the simple life now and again. So they started watching what they're doing. We've st we're still keeping it simple with the odd little bit of finesse, but the people that were, their whole industry, their whole business is about finesse. They've, they crave simplicity sometimes. So I think two parties should get together again. There seemed to be a bit of a division in our industry. I hope one day we'll all come back and sit at the same table, but for me, it still seems a bit divided. No, you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. I think, I think people have learned from the kind of path that you guys have taken. But um, I think we're in that kind of the, the the messy middle period before everybody comes back together again, and we yeah. make we'll, we'll we, make it yeah, happen. Just, we'll make it happen. There's just a whole big suitcase full of awesome there, just waiting to reopen. You know, yeah. they can't Absolutely. they can't have a party without us too. So we'll, That's we'll make it, it happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, Stuart, I'm going to ask you to go on mute. You're more than welcome to sit and listen to the rest of the show. We're going to rattle through three more tech tips and then wrap this episode up. I think we've got seven or eight minutes left, so. Great to have awesome. you on the show. We'll put that in the notes. And JJ, you are, you're doing I'm, your I'm audio. I'm audios. Yeah, absolutely. Stuart, thanks for dropping in, buddy. All right, friends. So audio, for the audio aspect of things, I, I went with the HDMI arc. You know, I don't know for those people that are doing the DIY stuff, you know, they're looking at the inputs on the backside of their television. They see, you know, input one, input two, and sometimes they'll see, HDMI ARC and they're like, what is HDMI ARC? ARC stands for audio return channel and it allows you to get a Dolby. It allows you to get a high resolution audio out of your display back into, let's say, a, a high end uh, sound bar or into your audio video receiver. It helps reduce the, the wire that you're having to pull from from A to B and also allows you to maximize the potential of the audio quality that is available out of the device that you're that that's sending it into the device that's receiving it and reproducing it. And so whenever you see HDMI arc, it's a fantastic feature. You do have to understand how to utilize it, but there's plenty of information that can be sought out there in the owner's manual. Obviously that's a great place to start, but YouTube is a fantastic option as well. And just start asking and digging for some basic questions and uh, to, to answers that you might have. And again, you know, if you don't know, you can always phone a home tech pro and, and they'll definitely guide you through that or they might come out and actually set it up for you. But audio return channel, use it. It's fantastic technology that really simplifies how devices are connected and can get them to communicate in a lot more reliable fashion. 
that that's my yeah, audio hdmi audio return channels become like a default choice now and over the years if you'd said to home tech pro you're going to use an hdmi feature regularly and it's going to work they would say nah i don't believe you it's just going to be a disaster but this one has worked it's been very very good your tv will do its thing your soundbar will sense the connection and they'll they'll talk to each other and and stay connected to each other it's very very robust so that's rare for hdmi but so wi-fi last one and again i'm continuing the the, the theme of costing zero pounds wi-fi positions of your mesh wi-fi access points changing the position of these can radically change the performance of your wi-fi the coverage the speed Places not to put your mesh point behind TVs, behind mirrors, behind huge mahogany sideboards, behind and underneath the sofa, underneath large pieces of furniture, behind thick walls, next to large objects like fridge freezers, wood-burning stove flues, all these things that are just not going to help the, the, the Wi-Fi coverage and the communication between the mesh points. Get your access points in a nice position, top of a piece of furniture, in a, in a cupboard, but not underneath and buried by trainers, shoes, boots, football boots, all the things in my uh, hall cupboard. Get that Wi-Fi mesh point in a good position, play about with them. Because it's mesh, you can move it, unplug it, put it to another power outlet. Look on the app that you've probably got from the, the Wi-Fi system manufacturer, and it'll tell you how good the signal is. So play about with the position of your mesh points. So keep your Wi-Fi antennas away from metal. Yeah. <laughs> heavy metal. Don't create a yeah, heavy metal. Don't create a Faraday cage, you know, that, that'll restrict its signal distribution. Yeah. Uh we used to stick them behind TVs. Mm, bad uh -huh. idea. We we went back and moved them all. Yeah. But you know, that was learning Wi-Fi back in the day, you know, whenever it was first launching and not really understanding the full potential of what why or restrictions that that can be put on wi-fi so yeah absolutely great tech tip you know gamble do you know what ssid stands for i mean uh, every it kind of kind of don't, don't test me like this i, I know i know i'm throwing you under the bus immediately i'm sorry bro i didn't know <laughs> like, i mean ssid is like uh Whenever somebody asks for your Wi-Fi, they're like, hey, what's your Wi-Fi username and password? Well, there really is not a username. There's an SSID. And what SSID stands for, and it's the name of your Wi-Fi. So what's your SSID? And SSID stands for Service Set Identifier. I don't know why, but Service Set Identifier is what it is. Right. And then, and then you got your, and then you got your password and, you know, your password, like we talked in the past can be, you know, a phrase of 16 or more letters and caricatures. And, you know, it's really a challenge for somebody to hack or, or break if, if you use that kind of password phrase. Um, but whenever my tech tip for SSID is sometimes you need to swap out your router. And a lot of the systems that we're doing have a third party wireless extender in the house. Whenever you're 
uh, service provider's router needs to be updated or it goes bad and it needs to be replaced, usually they ask you to set up your Wi-Fi and they want you to put in an SSID and a password. Well, tech tip. All right, people, asterisk right here. Get out your notes. Let's get out some red highlighters and some yellow highlighters right here because this is important. Do not name your service providers SSID the same as whatever your third-party SSID is. You want to try to keep them separate because there might be some setups in that router or modem that you or your service provider is unaware and if you unintentionally name your SSID and the password the same as what your third-party SSID and password is, there could be a conflict of communication causing your entire network to start having some hiccups and, and some chugs and things like that. So, simple tip, if you get a new router or a new service provider modem that has Wi-Fi access capability, name it something completely different than what your third-party SSID is and the success is a lot higher than if you named it the same thing. Yeah. That's my problem. tech tip. Big, big problem there. If you've got two routers sharing the same network name and password, your devices can jump onto any router. You, you, some speakers will be on one Wi-Fi network. You won't be able to see stuff while you're connected to your device. Just, yeah. If you can, just disable your, if you've got a mesh system, disable the, the Wi-Fi on your, your internet service provider's router. Turn up that off. You can still access it via Ethernet cable and, and just stick with one Wi-Fi network for the home. Right. We have got through them. I thought we were going to run up on our time there, but we did it. We did it. And we're going to be back next week for more tech tips and another special guest. Um, we're going further north. We had, we're in Scotland. I think we could get someone from the North Pole next week. Should we try that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we'll that? see. We'll see. I'll give him a ring, see what he's up to. I've ordered a costume for no. We'll we'll try it. We'll try it. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Well, sounds good, man. I, it's super cool that that you pulled our special guest in, uh, Stuart with Limitless uh, Automation, uh, and so everybody that's uh, up in the Scotland area, take a look, look him up, and uh, see what see what he's up to. And uh, all right, until next week, Gamble, you want to give us uh, give us our closures? Yeah, of course. If you don't know. Find a home tech pro.